you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> we got to do an intro, and then we'll explain that we lost the first okay. few precious. There minutes. is a lost episode somewhere out in the ether oh, that man. a satellite will. It was like I was working furiously to get all this stuff set up, and I forgot to push the record button because the sound works. And so, yeah, yeah. Are we recording now? We are recording. Go now. ahead, Nate. A couple people walked in late anyway, so go ahead, reintroduce us. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host for a second time because we are live, yet not recording, Derek McCall. <laughs> Only this time we are recording. This is Derek McCall, recorded uh, live at Convolution 2014. Woo! Right. We get, yeah! Yes. I have an applause sign somewhere. We Way should more bring that in. in yes, there the are. That's right. Yeah. Shh. Anyway, uh, we got some comics news, some movie news, some TV news. Of course, if you're listening, you can hear this on iTunes. Maybe you did. Subscribe, tell your friends, and rate us. Listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can also find us at www.fanboyplanet.com. And some of the items, including uh, the gift, the prize package we already gave away, an upgrade, updated uh, copy of The Space Merchants for the 21st Century by... Uh, now I've forgotten. It's uh, C.M. Cor- Corbola. Is the secondary Hello? author who... Craig. Frederick Pohl. Frederick Pohl and, and C.M. Cornblue's The Space Merchants. You can find those things on the... If you cannot find them at your local dealer or here at the dealer's room, uh, you can find them on the Amazon link that's on Fanboy Planet. But we ask you to support your local retailers first because they need to stay alive. And, uh, and we also need to stay alive because apparently we need to get new recording equipment. Uh, it, it's, uh, you can also make donations to Fanboy Planet on PayPal, on a helpful link that's on www.fanboyplanet.com. Dot com. We were talking. Actually, it's okay, except for the, with the exception of the Rocketeer. The other things had been, the other thing about the team we were kind of recapping. Some was stuff. a recap of earlier stories in the week. So uh, it was my fault. I forgot to push the button. Well, we do want to talk about again. I do want to mention that uh, there was the cliffhanger of the Rocketeer uh, jetpack adventure. That was the cliffhanger. Was the clue because yeah, the hero right. of the Rocketeer is, is Cliff, Cliff Secord. Secord. So and so we have the Rocketeer pulp. Fiction Prose Collection, 400 pages of short stories by Nancy A. Collins, Gregory Frost, and others. Illustrations by Jay Bone. Great Jay Bone, who had done these. I think he was the the artist on the Spirit Rocketeer crossover. And uh, so. Look at that guy right there. Who's that look like? That would be Doc Savage. Either that or Uh, Robot Man. Yeah, no, I'd say I'm going with Doc Savage. (laughs) Uh, So, a very interesting uh, looking book that I'm looking forward to picking up a copy of myself. And and I was taunted on the spine. I forgot to mention this that there's 
It's like somebody's foot. It's yes, it's somebody's leg, Anubis's leg. But from a distance, I thought it was a volume volume one. one. So I was hoping they volume had, one of uh, twenty. Oh yes, more Rocketeer, kind of re- uh, doing the pulp experience. But what we were bringing up uh, before we discovered a technical difficulty, I'm going to say it's because a Klingon walked into the room. Was that uh, Denise Dorman? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it that's is true. Yeah. Uh, the kind of you. Uh, that uh, we do have a. Sterling example of the original Klingon from the original series. Absolutely, so I just want to absolutely. He's looking a lot like Michael Ansara. I'm go- I'm going with I was it. I'm Michal. He looks like Michal. No, I'm thinking Michael Ansara from the original show. I didn't think Michal from Day Saban, of the Dove from uh, Planet. Yeah, I know, but shh, don't. It's not him. Shh. Yeah, Michal's not Michal's not allowed back in this country. Not since. That's incident. why he's dressed as a Klingon. Oh, it totally makes sense. Except he's a Star Wars fan. Uh, anyway, uh, Denise Dorman caused, caused a storm this week of controversy on her blog, Comic Book Wife, when she said, uh, accused cosplayers of ruining Comic Con. Uh, and she brought up something. I thought we, that was Twilight fans. Uh, I know. There's always something ruining Comic Con for everybody else. Like popularity. San Diego ruined Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, I thought it was compass-wielding Harry Potter fans. There was that. Uh, that was a mechanical pencil that caused uh, the first nerd-on-nerd violence at Comic-Con. That sure. stabbing was a mechanical pencil. I liked how I was listening to Chris Hardwick's stand-up, and one of the things he said was like, you know, you're at a convention. There's a lot of cosplay where there are actual weapons, and there are swords and all this thing, and, <laughs> and, and, and they're always very careful about what kind of – and when the actual violence happens, what do they go for? The mechanical a mechanical pencil. pencil. It's like, guys, That's come the on. weapon they're most familiar with. <laughs> That's the one they know how to use. Uh, I was glad it wasn't a sonic screwdriver. Like Nobody just like grabbed my – The guy blocked <laughs> it with initially with a pocket protector. I don't <laughs> – yeah. So anyway – uh, so, which I do understand, uh, her point was that, uh, you know, it costs a lot for an artist, even though Dave Dorman is of some popularity, done some Star Wars covers, you know, done, is a great painter. Um, it was about $7,000 out of pocket to get to Comic-Con, all yes. told. Uh, you know, you have to, they have to spend money for a table, and those prices are going up. Hotels are ridiculous. Parking. Uh, tra- par- parking alone. Food. It's like $1,000 for an hour. And food and all that. And so they essentially lost $1,000 this year. Yeah. She basically said... That's that no way to run a business. No. And we know Mile High Comics had uh, famously said... About, uh, Chuck Rosansky there said he was going to never come back to Comic-Con. Yeah. And uh, then halfway through Comic-Con, he said, I am rethought it and people have... You know, my publicity ploy worked... I'm coming back to Comic-Con. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just want to throw it out there. It is one of those things where when you set up a, an organization or, or some kind of function and a splinter part of it becomes more popular among the, the people who attended than the original intention of that, you know, is mm-hmm. that ruining it or is that just the evolution of the event? I, you know, I think it's weird. <coughs> You're right. Comic book creators who should be telling stories of fancy and probably would all would all believe in evolution mm-hmm. seem to be against it as it changes right it's not 1971 we're all above board yeah um you know as, as i said before when we talked about i think last night in the doctor who panel the nerds won look we're in control yeah uh, <laughs> well <laughs> the, the, the other thing is uh, so they so we got it. popular and what does ruined it mean because what it's i think for me what it means is it's harder to get into the convention 
Mm-hmm. Fewer fewer um, tickets are available be, uh, against the number of people who are the same number of tickets are available. In fact, they keep raising it a little bit each, each year, which makes the whole situation worse. It's more I think crowded. this year they're going to stabilize. And then they had said like you couldn't re-register unless you'd kept your stub, you'd kept your badge from the really? previous one. Yeah. So oh, we we didn't even talk about because it, it happened while we were on our like, you on were our you were you were in Europe and uh, I was in just another realm. And uh, that was one of the things that they announced. They, Off they with said the mindless it, ones. They said it like 10 days after Comic-Con. It's like, by the way, hope you still have. It was like a full 10 days after. Really? Hope you still have your badge because that number there is how you're going to re-register. That makes no sense because they have all the, they know who registered. They, everyone has to, to right. register. You had to have an ID and a password. Right. To log and, then into they the sent, and then they sent another one out that said, if you want to bring a, your kid it's uh there was a thing for only kids that had already been and i'm like well you know my son cannot handle comic-con now i know that you know it's, it's just too it's much too much overload. it's absolutely too much he'll last two hours if i'm lucky and then he'll explode dad can i go back to the hotel yeah right <laughs> no we can't because we were waiting TV. for hall h uh <laughs> you know it, it's uh but you know and, and he's and he tells friends like i'm gonna go to comic-con when my dad says i'm ready you know and and so to say, no, you're only going to grandfather in children, which is the weirdest phrase I've ever. I Your think father I've ever said wanted to have this con when you were ready. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's it's not bequeathed like that, and you don't take you know. So, I mean, I do know some people take their children when they're small, um, but they're not working it the way we do, as, as, you know, with Fanway Planet, um, or even the way a professional would run it. You know, so the average person, and especially with this popularity, is more people. Want to see what it's about? Yeah, they're not the people that have been going to cons since 1971. And the other thing is, if you're coming out as an artist and running the booth, the other thing I think is, well, what if the, your fans already have everything? You know, because I, I see some yeah. booths. I don't say yeah. it's everybody, but I do see some booths where people come back and it is the same product year after year after year. And I finally broke down and bought a couple things where, like, I have circled this for a decade. I will go ahead and buy this book, but you know, it, there's nothing new. And there, I mean, it's it's not even which doesn't make sense because they're supposed to have something new just to go back, right? But Comic Con, it's already evolved multiple times because it started off as comics, mm-hmm. and then there was an influx of just appreciation of media, mm-hmm. TV, and then I'm sorry, celebration of the popular arts, and then. Um, and then the companies realized they could get a lot of publicity by showing off previews of stuff exclusively at Comic-Con. Well, that was, that was Mile High's problem, was that if you go and you only have a certain amount of money, and you go and DC is selling, like the Harley Quinn had a convention-exclusive comic. Well, I wasn't really talking about that. I was talking about movie previews oh, and well, TV that, previews that, that and too, seeing that the too. stars. But where, so that was another evolution. Right. And then Twilight came and, and women t- started showing up right. of and, their own free will. And then you had a, and then cosplay has been a heartbeat of that through this, but it's just blown up. Well, I, well we noticed that at Big Wow in San Jose. Yeah. You know, that there was a huge cosplay component. And I don't think that got in the way. And I heard some artists complaining that nobody was coming by to buy their stuff and it was all cosplay now and so that's grumbling I'm like well I find the cosplay fun and I don't mean that in a prurient way of like oh good I hope a starfire shows up you know what I'd I'd like to speak just a moment just like I'm I mean I'm gonna say even though that's not the heart of this convention I am loving seeing a 60s classic Cleon in our audience yeah that's right 
And that's because he's also <laughs> lit up. And these lights are. Oh, he's, I, he's, I think it's. He's illuminated. He's illuminated. It's. Oh, you're lit up. That's why we weren't <laughs> recording. And I saw the bottles on the table. And, uh, you know, it's distracting me to have these lights going on. And it's like. Uh, 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 the triple indicators. I love it. See, and that's to me is is that's awesome. And I still managed to buy something out of the dealer's room. So there's room I, for everything. I want to talk to the dealers that are at Comic Con, the smaller ones that don't have a lot of stuff in their booth, and they're they're there, and they may not be doing too well. Wait, Guy? wait. I like the way you say that. So, Nate, could we have some sort of mood music for this? Rick talks to the dealers. I want to talk directly <laughs> to the dealers. Dealers. A very special conversation. Between Rick and the dealers. You've spent your money. You've decorated your booth. You have a product to sell. Do not sit behind that booth with your hands in your lap, drawing and staring at the drawing. Ben Costa. Stand up. Approach people. Be friendly. Introduce yourself. Introduce your product. You're there to make a sale, but more you're there to make an impression. And you, if the impression is you need more sleep, you're not going to sell anything. I need to get like the Escabel album uh, and like <laughs> give you the, the sound cues to play underneath like that because that felt like it was good. Let's have a let's have a little conversation, uh, you and me. Yeah, no, I mean, there's that, and I don't know that that's the case with Dave Dorman. Um, but it is still... It, it's it, the case with a lot of them. But the other thing I'll say, though, is that there are so many smaller regional shows, and like, and I found it ironic to have that happen on a week that we were coming here to Convolution, which is a, which seems to me to be, you know, it's, it's happening, it's thriving. I see people around having a good time. The dealer's room was pretty packed earlier today when I walked in. I don't know how... I haven't had a chance to go to any of their panels, but, um, you know, so it's happening here at the same time that... It's too late, Nate. It's all about timing, but thanks. I had to, I had to download it. Okay. That sounded like Angelique's theme from Dark Shadows. <laughs> that, was the, that was Sad Hulk music. Was that Sad Hulk? Dun, dun, oh, yeah. Dun, dun. yeah. Right, right. That's, that's Hobo. hobo uh, yeah, not for Bruce. Sad Walk Away. Hobo Bruce. And <laughs> thank you, Nate. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you're right. That's what should go in under there. But anyway... Um, uh, at the same time, there's the Long Beach Comic Con going on this weekend, and I was kind of torn because I really enjoyed going to Long Beach Comic Con last year, mm-hmm. even though my radiator blew up right after it. Uh, that Probably was, not connected. Just oh, that was here in Valencia, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was the first radiator that blew up. Uh, <laughs> Maybe there is a cause and effect. That's why I had to finally just buy a whole new car because it was safer. Because uh, <laughs> I figured the car was about... If the radiator blows up, I suggest you stop going to comic <laughs> No. Anyway, uh, don't say that. But anyway, I mean, there are two different and yet related conventions happening at opposite ends of the state right now you know they're happening there's and, and the next weekend is rose city comic-con up in oregon uh in i guess rose city wherever that may be you know and but it's got people's attention wasn't that last weekend uh, and then there's another one coming up in Oregon because so I, Oregon I, has yeah. Rose City and Seattle has and Emerald City. City. There's all this stuff happening and and there's also Portland Comic Con, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe it's but maybe that's maybe that's what's happening next weekend. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, the point is that so many shows are cropping up. There's so many places to go. Let's that are, just that are much more let's pure just comics. Call, let's just admit Comic Con has become uh, the magnificent freak show or whatever you want to do it's a mess but it but it's a hot mess but we're we're, 
we're going everybody's going to see and be seen yeah and that's different you want to go and have a have the kind of experience that that, that we liked uh when we were starting at going to conventions it's still here it's 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 literally right here uh at convolution 2014 it's likely if it's based, if anything like last year it's there at Long Beach Comic Con. It's there at Portland Comic Con. I hear it's still up at you know at Emerald. There's plenty of places. It's, it's important to seek out your local conventions, find out where they are, and attend those. Yeah, and get that get that out of it. And then if you can, every year or two or four, go to Comic Con. And if you're an artist, go to be seen. If yeah. you're an artist who needs to make a lot of money, go to the smaller ones where you're a bigger fish in a yes. small pond. Yes, That's yes, yes. It's a simple reality. That makes so much sense. It does, and it won't be heated. It won't be. Uh, we'll hear. We'll be hearing the same complaints next year. Um, we did mention it's not any updates, but from the last uh, podcast that you know, uh, let's see, Fox is still going forward with Deadpool. We're very excited about that. Brian Singer is going forward with X Men Apocalypse. We're very excited about that. There's speculation that Aquaman appeared in Man of Steel already in the form of mental waves pushing a whale to <laughs> save <laughs> young Clark Kent. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but I did want to talk about a movie that's opening this week because I saw the commercial and I really liked the original movie, Annabelle, which is a spinoff from The Conjuring. Did you either of you guys I end up seeing the, see Conjuring? the Conjuring? Uh, which my favorite part of The Conjuring was uh, was this idea of Annabelle as, as allegedly based on a true story, and they had this creepy doll that apparently teamed up with the with the witches. Uh oh, we've got some kind of static. I'm going to blame Steve Mix. Nate, you still in. there? Everything was okay until. I'm still here. It sounds like water. Wow, your your volume just got really loud. Until Steve. That was weird. It's still weird. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Talk again, Nate. Talking, talking. It was Steve. Okay. He's sitting in the back, but I know it's like the, it's the radiation. Seen it a thousand forward. times. Yeah, and heard it and felt it. Uh, yes. Anyway, the Annabelle. So I was on a commercial. I was looking forward to this movie because The Conjuring was a really nice, creepy little movie. Chris Garcia had been in there earlier. I don't know why he disappeared. I think we didn't have snacks. And and he uh, walked in, uh, and we were talking about how The Conjuring was this very effective whether you believe that it's based on it, well, it is based on allegedly a true story. Aren't they all? Uh, yes, they are these days, especially that Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, it's true You enough. will believe a tree can walk. I will believe a raccoon can talk. And um, anyway, they had this doll, and in real life the doll was a raggedy Ann, but they couldn't use that. You mean in, in the, the true story. In the true story. There's a museum. The the, the woman of the of the supernatural investigation couple is still alive and she still runs the museum in her house and that's and they and entertainment weekly had a picture of it and they said this is annabelle she was a raggedy ann i went well that's creepy enough but certainly uh the publishing company that owns the rights to raggedy ann would not want them to say by the way they're potentially possessed and will kill your children buy one for your kids <laughs> yeah. let mm. them see this movie yeah steve you've got kids right let's give them a they'll possessed never, rag doll they'll never sleep again <laughs> And so what they replaced it with was one of these porcelain dolls that's like covered in dirt and its eyes are kind of glowing and it's like this uh, American girl doll. It but does look like it needs a good washing. So I saw the commercial and I was like, okay, good. We're going to have this prequel and scary Annabelle story. And right at the beginning, it's like, honey and the kid, we moved into our new house and the husband says, I got you a, a housewarming gift. I got you this beautiful doll. And she opens it and the voiceover is, I love it. And she's opening the box and it looks exactly the same scary, demonic, possessed as it does in The Conjuring. And I'm like, this family deserves to die. 
And so, <laughs> you know, this, I, we need to talk about about cinematic family horse well, sense. Yeah, I, <laughs> I prefer to think that it, this family is possibly drinking some contaminated water. I know you said that, like, like too the, much lead in the based water. on the true story they were at they were at Love Canal. You find out it's all hallucinated <laughs> like, later on. It was too much lead in the water. I don't know because clearly they're not thinking straight no. from the second they and it's like Eddie Murphy used to say is you wouldn't see that with a black family. They wouldn't make a hundred, uh, you know a ghost movie because of the family would move into the house and say we love this neighborhood love this house beautiful the kids are so happy get out too bad we can't stay yes. and <laughs> walk out and it's like but oh no you know it, it, so i as much as i want to see that movie i'm like i'm i can't buy into that premise from the very beginning because nobody can hand me that doll i mean what would you do yeah, okay so you go home one night and you, you you know you sit down and you're sitting at the table it's quiet in the house and all of a sudden you're Get out of the house. Okay. I, what I, do you do um, at that point? What do you do? Um, after I wake up in a puddle of my own urine, <laughs> uh, it's a, I, no, I, because I've had uh, creepy doll situations. Have you now? Which is a creepy cupy doll. That sounds like a dating experience. This is, I've got like tales of my brother. Somebody gave my, well, my mother as a child had one of those cupy dolls. And anybody know what the cupy doll looks like? Disturbing. They must have thought it was cute. And like most 19th century, early, early 20th century things designed for children, I go, really? No wonder we got into World War One because that was it was just so much weirdness in people's it's heads. It's like one of the first hollow plastic dolls, wasn't it? It was really cheap It's not plastic. It was, it was ceramic because my, my aunt wanted to give it a bath, took my, my mom's QP doll and put it in the washing machine. And so now it's all got the skin condition of all, all of it's peeling off and still. And so she has in her room. My son the script writes itself. My son will not go into grandma's room <laughs> because he's afraid of the Cupid doll. But then somebody thought she liked that because they knew she had the Cupid doll and they gave her a three-foot one. And the, the meanest thing <laughs> that, my, that my brother has ever done to my children was to say, like, he, he saw it and, he was, and my daughter was, like, looking at it going, it's okay, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, it doesn't do anything, right? It doesn't talk or anything. He goes, well, he, he picks it up and he goes, it just leaps on children. <laughs> my daughter was like, ah, ah, freaked out. But we also have one of those you know, for real friends, those like, you know, pets that are out of animatronic that they sell for like 30 bucks. Anybody know they're battery powered and they, they're motion sensitive, sensitive. So, um, Late at night, I was home alone in the house, and my daughter had all the free. She had this huge. What's the the cat that's uh, all very white and fluffy? Really, really ridiculously fluffy white. Um, uh, it's not uh, uh, Himalayan. Oh, Himalayan. 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 Uh, so she had this Himalayan, and it was sitting on the piano. And I was walking out to get a glass of water, and I went, "Damn it! If that thing is still on." If my kid did not turn it off, and if I step into this living room and that cat turns to me and meows, I'm going to lose it. And I stepped into the living room and it went, meow. It's like, okay, I'm not that thirsty. I'm just going to sit in the back. I'm going to lock my bedroom door and sleep. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I was going to get out, but you play with dolls. When dolls talk, that freaks me out. You know, I had... And I had Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd as a child, and they slid off of my toy box in the middle of the night one night, and that was the scariest night I ever spent. Ah, another guest. Uh, <laughs> he's got minions dressed as wait. I got to see what the uh, the t-shirt. It's it's, uh, it's, it's Star, Star Wars. Wars it's, I love it. I he's, love it. He's trying to hit the uh, the dueling uh, floating droid. Yes, the, the four sensors. So. 
Anyway, let's it's move. It's time for another giveaway. It is. It is. We've got this doll. Uh, you know. <laughs> Special. Uh, all right. So we've got our coupons here, and we've got our four remaining prize packages. The winner of this draw will be able to pick from the four. All righty. All righty. Uh, here we go. That was my bad. One, two, <laughs> no, three. That bit just four, doesn't get any worse. Five. Well, the first time it wasn't recorded, so it's okay. It's new to the listeners. There you go. Three, five, nine. Seven, three, four. Ah, ah the Klingon wins! Yes! He's going to go for something Western, I'm pretty Bloodline, sure. Uh, no, we don't have anything alcoholic. We have Borderlands, a video game novelization uh, by John Shirley. We have uh, some manga, uh, martial arts manga stuff. We have a Western two-pack. Nothing a, in Klingon-y. No, no, a Western They're all translated from Klingon. With a manga Zorro, and we have the two-pack of the original graphic novel Sparks with the film adaptation Something on DVD. with bloody with He's taking yeah. Musashi. Would you also like to take with it the Qatar Legacy? Ah, very good indeed. Yes. Very good. Trying some small and press stuff. And you also stuff. win another coupon. material for concrete planets. You win another coupon. Yeah. Ah. Okay. All right. All right, excellent, excellent. Uh, you know, I know he, we were wearing the, uh, you know, the the minions said otherwise, but I always say let the Klingon win. It's always the safest policy in a crowd. You got room. a smiling, happy Klingon. What else could you do? Yeah. I've I've never seen that before. <laughs> Look at that, a Klingon. I I know, but it's a Klingon. There's no Wookie in the room. There's a Klingon in the room, Nate. Yeah, it's e- all easy for you to correct me. When you're not here to suffer the consequences. Okay. Hey, droids don't pull someone's arms off when they lose, all right? No, but Klingons do. And even when they win, they do that. So, for fun. <laughs> for fun, exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a photo of this. So, oh, that's a selfie set up now. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, there we go. Making sure people know this is, this is the fun they miss if they don't come to the... Uh, the panel. Excellent. So anyway, uh, I'll tweet that on a bit, but we, I've got to keep talking. And uh, so we're going to, we usually at this point where we move to television. And uh, so we talked about Gotham. Anybody see Gotham this week and the consensus? Oh, yes. uh, I, I said so many mixed emotions. And then while you guys were talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, then Debbie was complaining that I was too harsh on, I don't know if that, if that tra- it could, was picked harsh up. Harsh on Gotham? I was too harsh on Gotham. And yeah. It's like, well, because, you know, I'm a Batman fan. I know myself. Well, I'll explain it later. We were, we were both, you enjoyed the movie. You enjoyed, you enjoyed the, the show. show. I did. Uh, but it was just, I think, my, my basic complaint, and you kind of echoed it, was that they didn't have to go right to the, the Wayne family murders in the first episode. That they needed to give uh, the main character, Jim Gordon, a chance to, to develop within his regular scope of things before they launch him into the And other. I thought about it. Statistically, of the speaking roles, I think more uh, speaking roles are going to turn out to be crazy villains from Arkham Asylum then uh, they got you know it was just so many that were like is this a villain is it like I said I think we saw amygdala we we know we saw the Riddler we know we saw the penguin we know we saw someone who poison I, ivy we know saw poison ivy Cat saw Catwoman um, and for a show that was touted about being about Jim Gordon it you know you open with Catwoman you're pretty much saying this is a show about the villains oh and here's the poor guy who doesn't who <laughs> has no idea what them. he's in for. So, uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll give that one a, a, a try it, 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 A couple of things. Terrific production Saw value. Falcone. I did like the guy playing Fal- Falcone. Falcone was excellent. But I just, Gotham was realized really well. Better than any of the Smallville sets they had for, uh, 
Bor Metropolis, the same neighborhood in, in Vancouver, <laughs> there, over and over the again. Thing it's about like, it is, it's like a friend of mine went there and she took a picture of the tram rail, and I'm like, don't stand there. Statistically, something horrible is about to happen involving kryptonite. <laughs> that set, I would like to decorate that set, redecorate and reshoot with it set up like Sesame Street because that's what it looked like. To me, it's, a good it's like point. the little corner, and you get the garbage can that. Uh, yeah, always, always, yeah. yeah, yeah. That Smallville looks somehow bigger. Uh, <laughs> it's in Metropolis. There was a little more variety, uh, and then Agents of Shield. I did get to watch it. I thought it was okay. I loved, and you guys probably talked about it. Was the the Absorbing Man felt like the Absorbing yes. Man? Uh, the uh, the idea that when he he was in his first big fight scene. And he pulls the the ball and chain off of the. Oh, uh, I get it. Klingon wins a prize. He just decides he can leave. Give it to the nice oh, okay. Uh, all, all right. right. All right. Okay. Um, communication with my ship. Uh, okay. Well, we can all uh, I'll breathe a little breathe easier, easier now. Yeah. The Klingons left. I I once went to a convention of teachers and I had to, to to tweet out. It's so nice to be at a party where there aren't any. Klingons around, and <laughs> wow. like, and then the teachers turned on you. They did because they thought I was going to say something worse. They didn't understand. No, I normally go to sci-fi. I've never been to a teachers' convention before, and to sit walk into a room where nobody's in costume. This is what we actually look like. This is weird. <laughs> you know, so. The the thing I Creel was definitely a high point of this this yeah. episode, and the uh, I love the turn where he pulled the ball and chain off of the fence. That was nice. And because that's classic Crusher Creel, I, but I think the thing that really extended him for me and made, uh, and I've never seen this in the comics, was the idea that he had this little chest of things that he could take and take comfort from because he likes the sensation he likes of the transforming. Sensation of I know that was that. a nice touch, a really cool idea. It was a good, it was a good way to show it. Yeah, you know, and, and because they say this is what we know, he likes, he takes pleasure, but but to actually see it was like, oh, that's clever. You know, yeah. prove that point. It was, that was interesting. So. I think I said it uh, when we recorded earlier in the week, but I really hope they did not blow their entire budget on those special <laughs> effects they used for That's him. That's it. Every single villain now will be right. uh, the wrecker who just happens to um, – he messes rooms up. He walks in and goes, mm. you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to face down with just a lot of the irritator. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first – if you recall, the first episode of the show looked great, and then suddenly the special effects – deteriorated over time until they tied into the winter soldier and then they stole off and then it went all yeah i know because the quinjet when the quinjet went invisible i was like okay please be able to do that again otherwise or at least (laughs) i hope you shot it in such a way that you can use those elements and we might not notice for a couple of weeks it's the same shot again or Uh, they'll just say we're going invisible where are they? And then a, and a shot of the it. empty sky. <laughs> I, did, I did like the fact that <laughs> that uh, that Coulson is acting more like Fury. Yeah. And like he had the mission and the mission. Yeah. You know, the mission was get a Quinjet. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. 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 So. so And I liked seeing the, the Howling Commandos. I, I, that was like awesome. A great yeah. setup to say mid-season we're going to get Agent Carter. Yep. Uh, and just just awesome. So. Uh, that's that's her first appearance outside of the Captain America films. Yes. Well, and, oh, and the mini film, the mini films, Agent Carter as yeah. Agent Carter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was her in Winter Soldier as an old woman as well, which I just right. think, man, I, I still think that that shot, that entire scene in Winter Soldier was just so beautifully, beautifully done and He's beautifully realized. Yeah. yeah. 
you know and so and of course when we did talk about doctor who time heist and i'm like i'm torn like do i want to do I just want to leave tonight so I can watch Doctor Who? Or is there, is there a screening somewhere? Is somebody going to be watching tonight's episode? I can no. I can get it for you on my iPad on demand. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to do that? Is there a party where we all sit crowded around sit your iPad? The iPad party. <laughs> it's Doctor Who. I would feel weird going to a convention in the middle of, of, of like a great fan show. You know, it's like there's got to be a screening somewhere. Because last year, Long Beach Comic Con was the same day of the uh, right day of the doctor and so there was they basically not only did i go to a theater buy it to see it but then they had at six o'clock when they showed it on bbc america they just set up a screening room and went okay when i was in dublin at shamrock con the it was the night of the premiere and they had a big ballroom you were there they had a huge ballroom and um we looked at that and said let's watch it in our room (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as I heard later, because there's so much, especially in this season, there's so much good muttering. Things, <laughs> things he says under his breath. And Possibly stuff. the strangest phrase again uttered. We get a lot but of no, so much good muttering. There's good muttering. Good muttering is a mm. is a time honored p- ploy. Popeye probably was the first good mutterer. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, you know, he's saying in the Fleischer cartoons. But he's for kids great listening at home, I, I gotta say. Uh, your parents almost never appreciate your good muttering, yeah. and uh, and your spouses almost never appreciate good muttering. So don't. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to move to games because I don't know. I don't want to belabor Doctor because I want. I want one. We had a big. I saw one of the pan, uh, panelists came in. We had a big good panel about it last night here at Convolution, and I want Nate to stay awake. Uh, so did we talk about Super Fight the? Um, uh, Skybound's card game that's like kind of their take we on We did not talk about it. I mentioned it after Comic-Con because I saw it and I yeah. saw that it was similar to Cards Against Humanity, but that was all I knew about it. Yeah, so I got a copy and I played it with my kids and my and my brother on vacation and when then we just didn't come back and do a podcast. So, um so there is this on so Skybound and I, I don't know if it's available on their website, Nate. And, 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 look. and I want to bring it up to Convolution because, you know, obviously there's a game in the, uh, obviously there's a gaming room as well. I almost brought it so we could have a game. Uh, but I, was, I had another panel to go to after this. But but in the dealer's room, there's a, a gaming uh, a table dealing with uh, selling games. And uh, so I thought it better at a, we're better than at a convention to talk about a potential fun game to play. I like if, fun games. It's called uh, Super Fight. And it's from Skybound Entertainment, the people that, that do The Walking Dead. It's Robert Kirkman's company. Uh, so they did, and they boxed it similar to, similarly to Cards Against Humanity. And they claimed to me it was different, and it does have a twist, but it, you can, they, it's the variation that's different. Similar to, to Cards Against Humanity, one person is the judge, holds out and pulls out this situation. What he does is he creates two cards, has two different types of cards. One is, uh, is basically the character and the other is their ability or quirk. So you might have like a 60-foot lumberjack uh, who cries when he hears uh, the sound disco of music. music. Yeah, or disco music. And then everybody else around has to pull that as well. And then here's where the twist is, which I really love, is then when you have your, your cards and you're trying to – so everybody's trying to lay down what they think would be the best opponent of that foe. Then you can take your other, you can take another one of your abilities and lay it down as a weakness on someone else. 
So then you get into these huge arguments oh. about. Uh, and oh, so it's a structured version of who would beat who. Yes, and so then, and then the judge has to decide. Everybody has to argue in the way we all would. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, my my, you know, so what if he? So what if he turns into a pickle every sixty seconds? That's still, you know, as long as you know, withhold. And there, and, and now the the opponents are some. His this, weakness is Brian. There's like a busload of senior citizen choir members. You know, and then you have give them superpowers, and then a weakness, and then could that fight up against the sixty foot giant? So it was, it was. Uh, again, I tried this on a, a diffident fifteen year old uh, high school girl uh, who's trying my daughter, who's trying to you know uh, not not think that anything dad wants to do is cool. Uh-huh. So, but she still my my son got her to play the game, and then by the and then by the end of it, she's like, we're we're done. Uh, I'm still arguing, and she was throwing in be- better arguments than anybody else, you know. Uh, so, um, so that's cool because there haven't been any superhero party games yet. Uh, this is and this like is the a superhero of party games. There's somewhere fight. close. There's munch, munchkin like superhero. Yeah, and games. there's a fam- and so and it's family friendly. Though you can buy a deck if you are someone who is attracted by the. It's like Cards Against Humanity. Um, they they do sell an expansion pack that then makes the game R rated. So, ah. uh, so you can do that. There are there's the dirty version, but uh, the basic pack is the is the well, clean. Well, now I'm sold. I know is the I, I know <laughs> have another beer. Uh, but it's the the clean family version is is with the basic pack, and so it was kind of fun. And then the other one this week was, uh, and you can tell my nerd is, is so you can order it through the Skybound shop or on superfightgame.com. Excellent. And how much is it? Uh, it looks like they're doing pre-orders for. They have a core deck, orange, red, blue, purple, green decks, and then a super fight bundle of all decks. It looks like the colored decks are fifteen dollars. Reasonable. The core deck, which is five hundred cards, is thirty-five dollars. As you need, yeah. And the super fight complete bundle is one ten. I can't do the math that fast. Is uh, it's one Super Fight Core deck, so that's 500 cards. One red, one orange, one green, one blue, one purple. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, so, Skybound. So each of the colored decks contains. Like I said, one of them I know is adults only. A number I, of cards. But I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. A number. Good. Green is kid friendly. More than that. a smattering of cards. Okay, excellent. Uh, the big game that came out this week that people have been waiting for was Disney Infinity 2.0, and we talked about it briefly on Wednesday because we played it briefly. I played it briefly. Everybody heard of that before? The Disney, Disney Infinity? Which is the... No, we should explain. Okay. Uh, it plays on, across all platforms uh, that it's available. Dis- so this is 2.0. Disney Infinity last year came out similar to the Skylanders franchise that you buy stat little figurines that go on a portal, and then that activates the character in the game. And so you're able to play as last year was there's Lone Ranger and Tonto. There was Cars, Incredibles, Incredibles Toy Story, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, a Monsters University, Wreck-It uh, Ralph. Well, those are play. Those are toy boxes. So the thing is, it does two different form- forms. You can buy them in a case where there is a, a set game you can play in, 
or you can have, have a place, a toy box, which is you get things and you can set it up however you want you to. You build to. it, kind of like... And it's uh, just adventures, put, put a maze down and put different opponents in and just fight them on your own. Like Minecraft on steroids. Very fun to allow for both kids' creativity, adults' creativity. And they announced at 2.0 that actually hired a couple of game designers out of people who had put their toy boxes online and for other people to play. So it's they did a lot of community building. They've too. created a, a tr- tremendous community. So, But that was all Disney characters. This year, this week, came Disney 2.0, which has been launched with Marvel superheroes. So it's the Avengers is the basic set. You get uh, Iron Man, Thor, and Black Widow uh, with two minigame discs. There's one taking place in Asgard, and one is the Escape from Kiln on, uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a little disc with Ronan in it. And that's the other thing to say is you get to uh, expand the game that way is you get these little bag blind bags of discs, and the discs used to be like uh, – you know, wallpapers essentially. Here's the environment. You can change what the or landscape looks or like. Vehicles. Uh, and there and, and a lot of elephants in the first one. Yes. There's a Tantor. There was an elephant from Lone Ranger. Why there was an elephant in Lone Ranger, I don't know. Uh, but but they, they seemed very and, and horses. They were very obsessed with horses in that. And then this now is vehicles like you can get Lola. You can get a disc for Lola, uh, Agent Coulson's car from Shield. Nice. Uh, and they, and all the characters still look as if they are toys, which I think is really cool. It sort of makes it, it lessens the effect of they're killing each other out there. Uh, and when you've got Mickey Mouse and, you know, Mickey Mouse just breaks into pieces and yeah, then they, comes they, back they together. Pop, the arms and legs yeah. pop off and the head it, pops off. They bounce like the, around a little bit and then they disappear. It's a more advanced thing of the Lego, you know, when the Lego games are the same thing. You know, I had a friend say that. When you play Lego Star Wars and you kill a bad guy, he dies so cute. And you know, it's adorable watching them disintegrate. And so it's the same kind of thing with this. But now it's Marvel superheroes, and there will be a layer of uh, another release in, I think, three to four weeks. That is Disney characters, Donald Duck, Stitch, Merida, um, I can't remember who else, Aladdin and Jasmine, which I think it, it was the flaw in the game I mentioned on Wednesday, is if you bought this 2.0 starter kit, which has the Avengers, you go through a long introductory sequence on how to play it that takes place in Agrabah with characters that are not any of the Marvel characters. And so if you're a kid who bought this and go, oh, that would be cool to play Aladdin, well, wait a month. Just or like two. Or two. And just like, uh, yeah. And Probably then, before uh, Christmas, though. So. Uh, maybe. Though the sun, they're holding off sun. Like, Big Hero 6 isn't going to come out until January. Really? Oh. So, which is odd that they wouldn't do that. They have a November What's release for the out? movie. November. November, November 6th. Uh, but the, but it's right now, they might move it up, but I don't know yeah. if they have a, a, a game associated with it yet. But now the discs do have mini games. They have mini costumes. So like your Spider-Man, you can get a disc that would actually turn Spider-Man into the black-suited Ven- uh, Spider-Man because Venom is separate. There's a Venom right. character. Uh, and, and so a variety of things. It's, it, it, I played it a second time. It's... It's much more complex mechanics this time around. There's a sidekick option. You can gather sidekicks, which I know other games have done, but it's interesting there. And they're teaching rudimentary cause and effect in game programming to kids. Mm -hmm. So you can play that way. So it's an interesting... There was a programming layer to the 1.0 as well. There was, was, but it was still... It was more like... It was more like this to another thing, add a timer or a switch. And it's interesting that they're trying to do that. And like I said, they hired two people out of the the first one that way. So... uh, on Wednesday's podcast, I said, eh, I had some issues, but it'll probably get better. And then the next time I played it, I found the better things. 
like the little mini games and uh, that are built in as discs as well. So you could possibly get that in a blind bag. And they are cool. saying that the uh, I've read a number of people who have been saying that the best one is the Guardians of the Galaxy set, the best story, the best plot. I haven't bought game. it yet. I'm going to play through the Avengers first. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to pace myself this time. The last time I was obsessed, and I still have you burned out. So fast I d- no no I pl- I played I played all of uh, Monsters. I played all of Incredibles. I did not play all of Pirates. Because the Kraken keeps killing me, so every now, every few months I go back and try to beat the Kraken. But I thought, you know, here's the state. You know, what people expect when when you walk into. I ordered it from a GameStop. I got there five minutes before closing, and I'm like, I'm here to get my pre-order. And he looks at me and he says, FIFA, right? <laughs> like, hell no. <laughs> what the hell is FIFA? Uh, you know, I, soccer. I, do, I know, I know it's soccer. I watched the John Oliver thing about it. Uh, so I mean, I knew what I knew what FIFA was. I have nephews that that uh, like playing those video games. But I just thought, well, I felt I felt distinctly profiled. Uh, you know, I was, you know, but it was a, no. I want. Yeah, the, you're a pretty athletic guy. I uh, really, yeah. I want that <laughs> Disney Infinity huge super deluxe set that had this lamp. You know, and it, <laughs> it was bigger than my than than my body. You know, it's like so. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun game. And, and, and the other thing we said uh, that we've said about it before is if you're not familiar with the game, it's also really just cool sculpts. So if you like getting little figurines of Disney characters, they're really, they look very nice on a shelf. And you know what? When we talk about cool games, my favorite game today is let's give away some more stuff. Ah, we've still got some more stuff. So we've got, we got three stacks here. Boom, boom. Let's do this ticket. You people at home, you play along. One, two, (laughs) Three. Stop counting, Nate. Four, He's five. so impressive. He can go to ten, actually. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Nate? The Derek will three. never know. Three. And then you bite it. Okay. Three, five, nine, seven, three, one. Woohoo! It's Minion Man. Yes. We're going to have the Minion Man march. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I know. Sorry. Hey, oh, really? I'm getting groaned at a convention. Really? That's the worst pun you're going to hear today? Uh, so, yes. Uh, interesting choice. Excellent. That is cool. Courtesy of Sideshow Entertainment uh, with a three-second cameo by me in the film, the Sparks graphic novel and the film adaptation. Uh, so there you go. You write back in and you can tell us the time signature that he is in <laughs> the movie to... at. You win another prize. But what, what prize is that? I don't know. Well done, sir. I wanted to know what the time signature was. Uh, that, that film is starring, of course, Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End and uh, William Catt and Clancy Brown, who, of course, we all know from Highlander and uh, you know my favorite, Shawshank Redemption. My favorite Clancy Jet Brown role? Mr. Krabs? Nope. Because uh, that's what I have to tell my, my, no. my students. It's Mr. Krabs. Shape Ape. Shape Ape on Thrilling Adventure Hour. True. Look at these shapes. Uh, what? Carnival. I, Carnival. You know, I've never watched Carnival. Oh, it's so. great. It's unfortunate. It ended on a cliffhanger. I think it's on Netflix, though. So I may. it may be yeah, on one of those is. many shows I promised myself I'm going to power through. But I started Blacklist. And I'm really enjoying oh, that. So, so, so uh, you know, I think I'm going to be able to actually power through that. So I've reached the end of my topics. I mean, do you, do you, anybody have we anything? We can take questions from the audience, I guess, if we wanted to. Any, any questions about comics, movies, or TV? Anything you think we should be talking about? Yeah. Toys? We like toys. You guys should repeat the questions because I can't hear them. <laughs> They're not happening there yet. There hasn't been a question yet. They're all I'm just, just saying, looking at us like saying, anybody that's we came here to audience. be entertained and now you're making us be entertaining. <sighs> okay. Wait, yes, Kevin. 
Denise Dorman, yes. She writes sort of a, not exactly an apology, but one of those dig yourself in deeper kind of uh, uh, second uh, responses to that situation. I don't know if she did. I haven't seen anything since. But uh, it does it, seem it to be the I trend. Just, I just haven't seen it. I know. <laughs> that really does. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to. Of course, this was... That my, was my complaint went viral. That was my recreation of the evil Kirk no, from my, episode... My complaint <laughs> went viral and people got fired. Sorry. Um, no, I don't think it was that. I, I don't think they get anything fired. I think it was just... You know, it'll be interesting to see the next time she goes to a convention. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of feedback I could see on message boards where people just saying, "Well, go like what we just suggested, go to a smaller convention," and I, and I still say still say that. You know, if Comic Con becomes, I like seeing the cosplayers. I like people. I like seeing the creativity. I have a lot of friends who are cosplayers, and I mean, I was just saying to somebody this morning how much I enjoyed last night going to the party and seeing Meta as. Um, uh, syndrome. syndrome. What a fantastic costume! And, and seeing people dressed as the Incredibles walking around, I'm like, well, meta. Meta. We should explain is an actual person, uh, that, uh, right? Not not like a, that was not a prefix. <laughs> uh, we were having a meta experience. Well, I guess we still were, yes. um, but it's spelled M E T T E. And her uh, her mate as uh, her significant other as uh, Solid Husband. Snake. Actually, yeah. I, I didn't know if they were, so yes. I didn't want to say so significant other. One with I think it covers it, right? It does as Solid Snake. And I was like, wait, the masquerade Saturday night. I love it. I would never because I still feel that since oh, they, they that dress, spandex they is a privilege, early. not a right, and I have not yet earned the privilege of it. But but uh, you know, I, I I just think it's so cool to be able to walk around. And they had the creativity. Like I, she's always impressed me with her. Because what was it, Westercom, where she was Heath Ledger as the Joker in the nurse's yes, outfit in the one nurse's night, outfit. and and alcohol only improved the impersonation. <laughs> it was like so scary. By the time I'd encountered her, I thought she is going to blow this building up, you know. And and so it was awesome. Uh, I love that. I love seeing people express themselves that way. Yes, you know. And uh, so, so please. Denise. Did you did you see the Mister and Mrs. Incredible yes. pre their marriage pre, when they were both? Oh yeah, yeah, pre, yeah. Well, that's well, yeah, because because yeah. syndrome attacked them last night. Yeah. Uh, again, alcohol only improves the impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Any any other questions? Any other topics we should be talking about? Everyone enjoying Comic Con? Uh, no, <laughs> we're not enjoying Comic Con because we're at Convolution. Oh, man. that's right. How, is this like year three of Convolution? I know it hasn't been as, as, as well, third, years. third year. And I think we, we, we've been at all these. I love this convention. Yeah. This is like... The it's fr- just the right pace, the right... It's like the everybody's first... cool. The first year I went to when there was such a thing, Silicon. Um, and and I, it was up at the that, that labyrinth of a Marriott. Yes, uh, the, the, uh, and, the and, Berlin and, game. And... Which is still here. It, is the, it used to be the Dunfay. Ah, the vibe of it, it. That's what this is like. I, I this yeah. is the kind of comfortable, and I, and I love coming here because I do. I'm looking out at the audience, going, I I do recognize some of you. It's awesome, and I like that. You know, so which is why I like to go to Comic Con. I don't go so I can spend a lot of money, though I do. Sure, sure uh, we have one <laughs> final giveaway, please. Because let's I, do one more giveaway. Because I'd like to be able to go into the dealer's room and refill my bag. Okay, last one. I'm, I'm going to say two final giveaways. I'm Are just going to do it. Pull you know? two? Okay. I'm going to pull two because I got two stacks here. You got here. two stacks. I might as well give them uh, to you. You can take them home. Okay. Yeah, exactly. What? That, that, that makes it sound like an assault. 359-737. All right. Wait. No, no, no. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. 
and he's also cosplaying. I love the. I need a pair of goggles like that. I totally. The goggles, they do nothing. I know, but I don't care. It's so it's the fashion. either the Western package with Zorro and. Uh, I definitely want the Western package. Okay. And uh, uh, Dead Reckoning. Yes. Dead Reckoning. Mercedes Lackey's uh, zombie Western. So excellent. Yeah. There you go. We love them. What was your other number? Three five nine seven three three. Who gets the Borderlands novel? Yeah. All right. Cool. Excellent. Steve, you didn't win anyway. It's okay. You can. Oh. Yeah. Are you doing a signing now, Steve? Is that? Am I what? Are you about to do a signing out there? No, no, I'm, I'm trying to manage. Oh, okay. We should call it. I keep bringing up Steve Mix, who uh, was when we were at. Uh, Bacon. Steve is on the podcast, and he is the author of Goodbye from the Edge of Never. And I'm seeing your, the, some of the pictures of there. When's the graphic novel adaptation coming? Because clearly somebody wants to do it. Uh, we, we might have, oh, God, I'm I am. Uh, you are right by the exit. You can run. We have a comic book artist who's been designing stickers and doing other stuff. And I saw the stickers, and I stole a bookmark. I hope you don't mind. I stole a bookmark. But I saw it, and I went, okay, there's a graphic novel coming. There's got to be. And Those that bookmarks becomes, are five dollars, Derek. Oh, I'm sorry, I stole it. It's okay because Steve, <laughs> Steve got improv training from me when he was in high school for free. So you know that's wow. a yeah, well, yeah. He thought a, he was getting it for free. Yeah, uh, now, but then twenty years later, Derek stole the <laughs> bookmark. The payment, <laughs> the payment comes due. Yes, <laughs> I improv. Play, I play to a, a long you. game, a very, very long game. And speaking of long games. This is it. Okay. Well, once again, if you are listening to us one. on the, uh, uh, you can hear us on iTunes. You can hear us on the Stitcher app. Please rate us. Please subscribe. You can find us on www.fanboyplanet.com. Uh, if you cannot find any of the things we've talked about it on your local at your local business, please feel free to use the Amazon link if that won't work. And of course, feel free to kick into PayPal. We will be resuming our regularly scheduled podcast. Out of who knows where, because we you know, obviously we're mobile. It's awesome. We are mobile. It could be anywhere. Um, we'll be doing recording again, I believe, on Wednesday night, yep. uh, and which, of course, then DC or Marvel will have announced something really huge and amazing by that time. And we'll be on that story like we're on that hair story. all over a gorilla. All yeah. right, so uh, that's a bad simile, but anyway. Uh, so uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Dave Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Center reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thank you, Convolution 2014! Bye for now. Brought to you by Shape Ape. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. The power of brains compels you. Okay, I think we got this down. <laughs> <laughs>